I'm Brandon Carey. I'm Jason Grady. This is the Medic Class Citizen Podcast. Okay, so here we go. We're firing it off. Episode one. Medic Class Citizen. Yep. So where'd that name come from? All right. So Medic Class Citizen, we talked about several times, and this just developed into the thought process of all too often, EMS professionals are... Ambulance drivers. Let's call it what it is. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Exactly. Exactly. That right there. That is why we are Medic Class Citizen. Because all too often, EMS professionals are treated like second-class citizens throughout the medical field, throughout all medical professions, regardless of of who we are, how much we practice, how much we train, how much we educate. Yeah, and I think that's that's the the gap um, in knowledge that uh, the medical community has on what is the initial education level of EMS, um, all EMS professionals. Uh, and what are they able to do? What are they able to assess, diagnose uh, the, the things that they're able to provide that goes to the comprehensive patient care? I think there's just a, a, a lot of ignorance of that in the healthcare community. Absolutely. The treatment modalities that, we're, that we have the ability to provide, and there's such a gap across the nation. So we are located in Georgia. We're located north of Atlanta. However, there are so many variances between the treatment that we can provide throughout our state, much less throughout the country, you know, it ebbs and flows so much. And I don't, I I don't think that the community or the public is very aware of what we are capable of. Right. So, so how long have you been a paramedic? I've been a paramedic since 2014. Okay. Graduated in August of 2014. Young guy. So I became a paramedic in 1997. Mm. Yeah. Back in the, way back in the old days. Yeah. Um, so what, so what do you do currently? So currently I teach full time. I teach paramedic at Lanier Technical College in Gainesville, Georgia. What about you? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, So I'm, uh, I work at Northeast Georgia Medical Center. I'm uh, at work out of the cath lab. Uh, I work there as a staff member, but then I run the uh, STEMI program and uh, cardiac arrest program. So, so, so when you say STEMI program and cardiac arrest program, what do you mean by that? Yeah, so, of course, that's the uh, just the STEMI network that we have, the STEMI system that we have of getting patients uh, from the field uh, to the definitive care uh, in the cath lab for STEMIs. Perfect. Uh, and then whatever we have to do with cardiac arrest. And then, uh, you know, through that have really seen uh, the whole system has seen the benefit of the upfront Absolutely. care. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what uh, EMS professionals are are able to provide. So, why why do you think that we have this um, this gap? What what have we done as ambulance drivers <laughs> to make people think that we're still ambulance drivers? Well, sometimes I believe it's 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 a combination of what we have done and what we haven't done. I think there there is a a balance in between those two concepts to where we really need to focus on where we've been and where we're going. And sometimes I think we lose sight of that as individuals. And whenever you have so many individuals that lose sight of that, your entire profession appears to have lost sight of that. So, you know, just the, 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 the level of care that's provided, the affect, the communication, man, so much in communication, yeah. so much in that Passover between a, an EMS professional to a nurse in a receiving facility, you know, just that one conversation can influence so much. Yeah. Um, you know, just, it's the little things. So, so one, of, one of the problems that we have, uh, in just EMS in pre-hospital is that anything 
that changes, any scope of practice mm. or any information comes out changes, it takes 17 years for that yeah. to become a practice change, to, to, to become a standard in EMS. You know, I think a lot of that is because we focus so much on initial education, which is great, right. but then we seem to have this mentality that once we leave school, we know all we need to know. Absolutely. Now, and that's um, to treat patients. But it, that's right, though, isn't it? Oh, yeah, Man, exactly. Because nothing changes in medicine. Ever. I mean, that's the greatest thing. It's yeah. the, you know, we, we still, um, you know, put leeches on people and suck their blood out. <laughs> And, uh, you know, drill, drill their holes in their head to release the evil spirits. And what's wrong with that? Yeah, nothing. (laughs) So. Leeches, exactly. Yeah, and then my other other favorite one was how they used to, in the 1800s, they would treat cardiac arrest. They would uh, flip you over, they'd shove a tube up your butt, Uh and then they would literally blow smoke. (laughs) They'd blow smoke up your butt to to stimulate the release of epinephrine. Perfect. So That would work for me. I'm just yeah. saying that totally would work. Well, I guess if you know if you run out of epinephrine, <laughs> then you know you you know you have options. So Absolutely. that's where science has gotten us. Yeah, yeah, and totally. And that you know that that sounds like a funny example, but man, that is so true. It is so true. I mean, not even from the only the cardiac perspective, everything, every aspect of the EMS profession, we evolve so slowly. Even if you look at combat care, you know, I mean, they were giving ketamine as a trial for pain relief in combat back in 2001 and yeah. just now, yeah. now we're starting to see that as a treatment modality. Yeah. And so we laugh about things that we did a hundred years ago, but a hundred years from now, what are they going to look at us and laugh at us about? Oh man, there's no telling. There's no telling. <laughs> yeah. So then where do we go? Where do we go from here? What is, what do we expect to gain here from this medic class citizen? So I think it's a very very awesome opportunity to look at what what are we doing right now versus what we can be doing in a very realistic format. You know, we not necessarily shooting for the stars, but we can look at what the country is doing globally. You know, what what are they doing in Seattle, Washington or King County, Washington versus what we're doing here in Georgia and all the different aspects of EMS professions. And so we can look at that and we can adventure out and to say, how can we grow? How can we grow that will best benefit the patient care that we can provide? And what is the educational component comprised of to get there? Yeah. So what if people ask you all the time, why did you become a, an EMS professional or why did, why did you go to school? Why do you think most people want to become an EMS professional? Man, I, that, that's a tough question. But I do think, I would like to think that the one common thread between everybody's is that you want to be able to make the difference. You know, the the one thing that I thought of whenever I was going through school was that whenever you're a little kid, when when you're a a little kid, nothing can go wrong, right? You're you're going through that stage of your life where you're invincible. But if something does go wrong, I can always call 911 because those guys are Superman. You know, they can do anything. They'll fix me. So that was that was kind of my thought process going through school. But I think everybody's is a little different. Yeah, I think for the most part, people do it because we want to get into a profession that matters. Yeah. Oftentimes what I'll tell students uh, at the end of a EMT or a paramedic class is all you've received from this education is the bare minimum information you need to start learning. Yeah. And unfortunately, I think um, this uh, just in healthcare in general, we put so much focus, personal focus on the beginning, the initial education 
and then we think we know it all and we never have to do anything again. And I oh, think there's man. a hunger out there for people that want to go deeper and want to understand uh, things and not just as they change, but just to be able to understand things um, more in depth. Absolutely. And that is, that is so true because we have, and, and unfortunately, whenever I was coming up in the EMS system, the thought process was, well, once you graduate paramedic school, you know more than you're ever going to know in your entire career. And what I've discovered on a very anecdotal personal level is that is completely wrong. I mean, because yeah. there, there is, first off, you need to understand even more about what you're supposed to know. You need to understand the why. You need to understand as much as you possibly can about everything that you can do. But like you're saying, the evolution of medicine, the evolution of pre-hospital medicine is so, so rapid and it's still behind the times. Yeah. So it, it, with, with all that to say that if you, if you just say, all right, well, I know everything that I need to know based off of my initial education, how in the world are you going to be able to evolve with a rapidly growing field? Yeah. So what do you say though, to people that are like, yeah, I want to learn more, but sitting in class is so mm. freaking boring. Yeah. I mean, even in my EMT and paramedic class, I just want to gouge my eyes out. Right. I certainly don't want to do that, um, you know, day in and day out for the rest of my career. Yeah. I, I think it's very important to continuously reassess how we are approaching education so that we can, we can really look at how to get everyone to buy in and enjoy learning about the deeper concepts. Yeah. How, how can we fix that and how can we provide an avenue to get to the point and learn about new concepts in an engaging way that's that's fun so that you enjoy it i think that that's something that we can do through this format through this podcast through some of the the videos that we're going to be able to provide some of some of the engaging conversations that we're having with guest lecturers physicians surgeons survivors we want to be able to promote for students and recent graduates alike to be able to have a relatable, fun experience and to learn and, quite frankly, be motivated. Yeah. And so ultimately, I think through Medic Class Citizen, we can build a bridge between all levels of EMS clinicians from current students yeah. to all the way up to veterans. So. Yeah. So it's been a good discussion. Uh, yeah. I hope you're as excited as uh, we are to move forward with this. Yeah, absolutely, because if not, we're just too idiots <laughs> rambling and filling the world full of hot air and trying to solve problems. And that's currently what I do. So I'm good with that. Yeah. Yeah. Also check us out on social media. We're all over the place. Uh, you can get us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, um, MySpace. <laughs> yeah. You, mm -hmm. okay. Hit me up for, for those. You can hit me up on MySpace. Yeah. Do you remember your, your, uh, your name tag on MySpace? No. No. Uh, anyway. And I can't get it on my iPhone. It just blows up. <laughs> I'm just proud you can use it. So anyway, check us out on those platforms. Also check out our website at mediclasscitizen.com. www? Oh, man. Yes, and it's on the line. <laughs> on the line. <laughs> on the net. We're on the on, net. On the interwebs. That's right. Mediclasscitizen.com. That's right. That's it. You got it. So go ahead, like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. And until then, we'll see you next time.